Welcome to Catch the Fire Toronto's weekly sermon podcast. This message was recorded live at Catch the Fire Church in Toronto, Canada. We hope you enjoy it. Talking about the goodness of God, which is so good. And I was very excited to be speaking with you this morning on the goodness of God. I had, I kid you not, 20 Bible verses in front of me, ready to speak a message on all 20 of these verses. And I brought it down to about 15. And, uh, and so I, you know, I figured it out. (laughs) Don't worry, we're not going to talk through 15 Bible verses this morning, but God is good. And it is written all throughout the pages of this book. This is the goodness of God. God is good is absolutely foundational to our faith, to our spiritual life, and what we think about God, what we believe who God is, how we feel towards God. God is good. This is one of the most important statements that we need to get ingrained in us for our entire lives here on earth and forever and ever. learning who God is. He is good. God is good? All the time? God is good. (laughs) Some of you are repeating me. I grew up um, saying this in church. So last week, Lillian spoke a great message on the goodness of God. If you haven't seen it, you can watch back last week. I'm sitting in my seat, on the edge of my seat. I'm like, yes, 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 every line. This is so good. God is so good. This is an incredibly rich topic um, in the Bible, a theme in the Bible. And God is revealing his goodness, his great love for us all throughout scripture and all throughout history. And so what does this mean? You know, this morning we're singing, God, you are an endless ocean, a bottomless sea. And, you know, our, our um, limited minds can't fathom who God is. Like God is supreme. He is sovereign. He is the creator of the universe. He is the sustainer of the universe. And um, (laughs) I feel like recently more in pop culture, what we're kind of talking about is the universe. I don't know if you've heard the universe is good. The universe is love. And uh, some of my non-Christian friends are like, you know, the universe didn't want me to do that, you know. And uh, I'm like, what is this universe? (laughs) And, uh, you know, I think more recently, people are coming to the realization that everything is held together by something and they're calling it the universe. It's all held together and the universe is good and the universe is love. I'm like, you, we're a step closer. We're a step closer. But let me tell you something. My God created your universe and sustains your universe and my God's good. But we're close. We're getting there. We're getting there. So God is the creator and the sustainer of all things of the universe and God is good. He is good. Um, His character, his nature, his core, his fabric, his DNA, everything that makes God up is good, is love. That is who God is. And so what does, what does that mean? Like, what does that even mean? And, you know, we have 15, 20 minutes on a stage to talk about what this means. And let me tell you, I don't have all the answers and I'm going to try and put it in our English language the best I can. I'm not really a language person. Um, I was a math and science person in school, but I'm going to do the best I can to describe God. So, you know, God is this big, I am like touching on piece of dust. (laughs) Um, But God is good. He is good. God is good? 
All the time? All right, okay, I work with youth, so I need to like do things like this to make sure they're not falling asleep because they do fall asleep or they're on their phones or they're just having a good time with their friends. <laughs> but uh, I, love, I love working with our youth. I love them. God is good. So good. That is the adjective that describes God. He is good. The noun would be goodness. What comes out of God, because he is good, what pours out of him, what oozes out of him, the expression of who he is, is goodness. So God is good goodness comes out of him. Does that make sense? Good, good, okay. So if you, if you guys are like words people and you go in your concordance and you look up good, you look up goodness, it is describing God. He is good and goodness comes out of him. What is the goodness of God? It is the infinite love of God. It is the infinite uh, love and grace and mercy and kindness and gentleness of God. It is the long-suffering patience of God. God needs to be patient. I don't know about you, but I am so glad he's patient with me. Um, or I won't be, I wouldn't be standing here today. It is the generosity of God. This is all the goodness of God, his love, his grace, his mercy, his generosity, his kindness, his patience, his compassion. This is the goodness of God. We serve a good God. And there's not too many other religions, I don't think, I'm not an expert, that serves a kind, loving, patient, faithful, loving, good God. <laughs> so we let us be thankful um, or so we wouldn't be here today. And so he is good. Now, we know in the Bible that a fruit of the Spirit that the Holy Spirit is producing in our lives is goodness. So everything I'm saying right now that is describing God's goodness is what is supposed to come out of God, us. <laughs> it's supposed to come out of us. What? Holy Spirit, you got to do this. It's, you know, it's not about doing good things or having good actions or like it's from the inside out, from out of our heart grace and mercy and kindness and gentleness and generosity and patience is supposed to come out of us, but the Holy Spirit does that. So the God is good. Goodness comes out of him. Goodness is coming out of us. We are on that journey because it's not about perfection. It's about saying yes and surrendering to the journey. So God is good. Goodness comes from him. Goodness is being worked in our lives. Now, here's, the diff here's one thing I just want to talk about this morning. God is good. Yes. <laughs> Some of you guys are listening. Okay. God is good all the time. We want good things from God. Put your hand up if you want some good things from God. I want good things from God. Okay. I want him to give me good things. I want favor. I want blessing. I want open doors. I want all of these good things from God. But we, we need to, there's a difference. There's a difference. God is good. And we, <laughs> and we want good things from God. We want favor. And let me tell you, my husband and I, we pray every day. We declare the goodness of God to be manifested in our lives. We declare the goodness of God. We declare blessing and favor in our lives, in our kids' lives, every morning. And that list is getting longer and longer and longer. And we want um, God to give us good things. And we know in the Bible, Lillian said some of these verses last week, but we know in the Bible that every good and perfect gift comes from God, our heavenly father. We know that um, 
God wants to give his children good things. We also see in the Bible that Jesus says, how can you who are evil, (gasps) thank you, Jesus, for reminding me, how can you who are evil give good things to your children? How much more will our heavenly father give good gifts to his children? So the amount of love and goodness we have for our little ones, God has that times a trillion for us. God wants to give us good gifts. Every good and perfect gift comes from above. And so, you know what? God has good things for us. But here's my one comment this morning of just caution. (laughs) We were created to know God, to know him, to be in relationship with him, to worship him, to pour our love out on him and to reflect him. We were created to know a good God. And he, as a good father, wants to pour out good things for us in our lives, to use our lives to demonstrate his goodness to the world around us. It is very easy to want all the good things God has promised in our lives, dreams, favor, blessing, financial, financial blessing, career advancement, influence. (laughs) But my one caution is when we take out God out of that equation, our intentions may be good, but the Bible says idolatry is when we devote our devotion and our affection and our passionate pursuit is after anything else, but God, whatever comes before God then becomes an idol. And that idol could be so good. It could have started off so genuine. But when we take our pursuit of knowing God, of loving God, of worshiping God out of that equation, then that good thing that God wanted to give us could become an idol in our life. And what can also happen is that we say, God, you are good. Therefore, these good things are coming my way. What happens when those good things come my way? Is my definition of a good God shattered? I don't know about you, but I want to teach my kids that God is good no matter what. And yeah, I can, I'm going to stand here this morning and tell you life is hard. Things happen. And you know what? Sometimes you're like what you're standing on. My idea and concept is God of God is good and loving is like kind of shaking under my feet. But we want to be able, at the end of it all, be able to stand on that foundation and be like, no, I know God is good. Why do I know he's good? Because he said he is good. Okay, open up your Bibles to Exodus 34. All throughout the beginning of time and civilization, God is present. He is speaking. He is he's very much there. He is already proving himself and showing and revealing himself to be a good God. His goodness is already being shown all throughout Exodus. He creates creation. He is with humanity, with Adam and Eve in the Bible, even with sin. He's like, okay, there is hope coming. There is hope coming. Just so you know, woman, your heel is going to strike the feet of the the head of the serpent. (laughs) Okay. So God is good. He calls Abraham. He says, Abraham, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to bless you. I'm going to bless you for you. You're going to be a blessing to 
everyone in the world. God is pouring out his goodness. In the book of Exodus, we can see that God is very much present. He calls Moses and says, Moses, go set my people free. Go set my people free. And Moses says, God, if they ask me who you are, like, who's your God? We've never heard of this God. (laughs) What do I say? And God says, I am that I am. Tell Pharaoh that I am is sending you. So God is good and he is loving his people and he is revealing himself. But in in Exodus chapter 34, this is the first time God is describing who he is. This is the first time God is self-disclosing his nature and his character. Up until this point, he's showing it. Now he's like, I got to I gotta write this out for these people. Let me just tell them. Let me just say who I am for who I am. And so Moses, I mean, the The ironic thing is Moses goes to Pharaoh and says, Pharaoh, God says, let my people go so that, so that they can worship him. The irony is the moment they get into the desert, what do they do? They worship something else. Okay. Talk about irony. And so they get into the desert. The seas were part for them. You're standing in front of a sea. It is parted for you. That's the goodness of God. They get out of slavery. They are free and they are in a desert. The first thing they do, the moment God is giving a covenant to his people, they build a golden calf and they worship it. And so God now is speaking to Moses. Moses like, I can't do this, God. I don't know if any of you are, have ever led anything in your life. Bosses in the workplace are like, God, this is hard. People are hard. Okay, God is like, what do I do with these people? <laughs> um, and so God is like, okay, we're going to do this again. We are going to do this again. And there's so much more to this story that I, I wish I could go into, um, but I won't go into. But read the book of Exodus. It is incredible. And so Moses says, I must see you. I must see you. And, and, and God says, my goodness is going to pass in front of you, Moses. My goodness will pass by you. And he goes and he brings Moses to the cleft of the rock and he walks by. And so Exodus chapter 34, verse 6. Highlight this in your Bible. God is self-declosing his character and his nature to Moses and to his people. He says, And I just want to remind you that he's saying this right after his people that he just saved from slavery, build a golden calf to worship it and said, forget God. He says in verse six, and he passed by in front of Moses and proclaiming the Lord, the Lord, the compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness, maintaining love to thousands of forgiving wickedness, rebellion and sin. This is what God is saying. The Lord, the Lord, your God is gracious, compassionate, abounding in love, forgiving, so forgiving of wickedness and sin. This is who God says he is in the midst of utter mess. (laughs) This is who God says he is. And so, you know what? All throughout the Old Testament, we see these words repeated over and over and over again. Prophets are saying it. The book of Psalms, David, I I mean, you can't read a Psalm, maybe every other Psalm until you read, you can't go too far before you read a statement on the goodness of God, the book of Psalms. So David had this revelation, Jonah, he's like, oh God, I wanted you to 
uh, burn Nineveh, Nineveh, you know, but I knew that you were good and compassionate and grace. I know this. Um, and so, you know, it's being stated all throughout the Old Testament where this is the origin of where it came from. God said it. God said, this is who I am. And, um, you know, I, <laughs> God said he's good. It's who he is. And I don't know about you, but I want to build my definition. I want to build a definition of who God is in my life based on what he says he is and not based on what's going on around me. And I know this is the hardest thing that we're going to do in our Christian lives. <laughs> this is the hardest thing that we can go through. We can go through something and stand out on the other side and say, I know God is good because he said he is. And this is the truth. This is the word of God. And I have to believe it. I have to believe it. And, you know, it's easy to look at what is going on around us. Guys, this is the age old question, like thousands of years. How can God be good when there is evil, <laughs> when there is brokenness and pain? I was in, um, I went to a Catholic high school. And so in grade 12, we have to take philosophy. And my philosophy teacher comes up to us. We're 16 years old. I'm like, I feel like I should have just reminded him. You know, my brain is 16 years old. He comes in front of the class, he says, God is all-powerful, God is all-knowing, and God is present everywhere, anywhere, all the time. And then he says, guys, I'm 16 years old. Then he says, therefore, God cannot be good. If he is good, we are missing one of these other things. He can't be all-powerful, he can't be all-knowing, and he can't be everywhere. If he is good, then he's not all powerful because he's not changing things. You know, do you know what I mean? And he's like, everyone pull out a sheet of paper, get out your pen and write to me <laughs> why this isn't true. I'm like, I'm 16. Can I write? I am 16. <laughs> um, and so, you know what? I, I literally wrote because he says he is, <laughs> period, gave it to him, you know? <laughs> and uh, at the end of the day, I don't know. I don't have answers. You know, the moment, the moment someone tells you God is good, what comes to some of our minds? Yeah, but what about, but what about, why am I don't, why don't I have my healing? Why didn't they get their healing? Why was injustice happened against me? Why was there trauma in my life? Why is there trauma in the lives of little kids all around the world? God, but why? But why? Why didn't you intervene here? And I don't know the answers and I can't stand here and pretend that I do. And I know that there's, you know, well, I mean, we can think of some things, you know, probably one of the biggest things is free will, you know, that God gave free will. It's the goodness of God to give free will, but it's still hard. <laughs> I can't, I don't have the answers, but I I don't know about you, but I want to believe who he says he is. And I want to know him for who he truly is and what truth says he is and who, and he is truth and not what people say he is, not what my circumstance says he is, not what is going, going on in the world around me, what they say he is. It's not worth it. It's so not worth it. Our lives on this earth is but a very short fleeting moment compared to all of eternity. And I want to start building eternity in my heart and in my mind today. 
Not when I leave this earth, not when I leave my body. I want to start today. I want eternity on my mind and on my heart. And you know what? There will come a time where we can ask God all of our questions. But let me tell you, when that time comes, we will be standing in love, in perfect goodness. And I think in that very moment, it's going to completely wash away everything. And if you need some sort of hope, you know, we don't hope in things. We hope in God. We hope in a good God. We can hope in good things to come. But it is far more better and fulfilling to hope in a good God. And you know what? Every once in a while, I open up the last chapter of Revelation, and I, and I just read the very end. Just read the last uh, 24 and 25, I think, the last two chapters of Revelation. You know, and it'll settle. It'll bring a subtle to your soul, it does to mine, where Jesus comes back and wipes every single tear from our faces, where he has the last word. I mean, I don't, if you need to read that, then read that. And I, and I go to that often. I'm like, God, this is the end of the story. This is the end. This is the end. You're going to wipe every tear from our faces. All of the pain will be completely gone and erased because you are so good. And this is what you're about to do. And we're stuck in this middle ground where we're like, I know the truth is that you are good, but it's very hard to see it. And I just, I, I hope I'm saying this. I, I don't want to um, water down the truth, but I also want to say that I understand. And let me tell you, 16 years ago, I went through the hardest thing I ever went in my life. I had to say goodbye to my brother. <laughs> and I sat in church a few weeks later, and I literally walked out the doors the moment someone came on the stage and said, God wants to heal you. <laughs> I'm like, I can't. And you know what? There's just times when you're like, I can't. I just can't. I'm holding on by a thread. And this is where the people around you, the people with that gift of faith can have it for you. <laughs> and so, you know what, if there's someone in your life that is just struggling, say, you know what, your faith right now has been rocked. Don't worry, I have enough for the both of us. But let me tell you, you will get through this and you will come out the other end saying, I know God is good. You're going to see the goodness of God. You're going to see it. I don't know if you can hear it in my voice, but I'm on the verge of tears <laughs> because he is so, so good. And do you know what? All throughout the pages of this book, God is declaring who he is. And sometimes we think he's saying it in some like historical vacuum, like he's saying this in a perfect utopia world. Can I tell you, Moses, God is declaring his goodness when Moses is sitting in a desert with a group of people who totally forgot what God just did a few months earlier, and they're stuck in a desert, and they're eating the same food every single day, and God is saying, I'm good. David is saying, I am good. God is good. God is saying to David, I am good. In the midst of what? David has people left, right, and center ready to ambush him, ready to take him out. Honestly, this guy can't walk anywhere without knowing who's poisoning my drink, who's going to kill me. He has adversaries all over the world rising up against him, and he's saying, I will see the goodness of God in the land of the living. Paul is declaring who God is as good from jail. <laughs> so I don't, you know, it's like, 
they don't really know, you know, oh, they knew. (laughs) They knew how life can get really hard and painful sometimes. They experienced real trauma, but they can still say he is good because that is truth. And if there's one thing that I want all of us to walk away from this morning is say, okay, my definition of who God is, is not going to be based on my experience, but my definition on who God is is going to be based on the word of God and of truth. Doesn't mean that we, you know, it doesn't mean that we totally say, you know what, this isn't painful. No, we say this is painful. Guys, there's a journey. We honor the journey and we say, I'm walking through this and God's going to walk through this with me, but he is good. He is good. Oh, all right. Guys, God is good all the time. God is good. And you know, we want favor to surround us. We want blessing. Guys, I pray for it every day. I want good things every day. The Bible also makes it clear in many verses that our goal is to search him out, is to search God. If you're wrestling with this concept, wrestle with it. Wrestle with it every day. Bring it to God every day. The last thing we want to do is shut off to this and be like, do you know what? I'm done wrestling with this and I'll take a lesser version of this statement. And it could sound good, you know, like if it's the will of God, (laughs) if, you know, if he wants to do this, he could. No, guys, he's good. Goodness comes out of him and he wants to give good things to his children. But the Bible makes it clear that we need to search out a good God. We want to grow in knowledge of a good and loving, faithful God. And scripture makes it also really clear that, yeah, we want good things, but the goal is to be with him forever. What does David say? Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. Goodness is going to follow me. Yes. But then he says, I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. David had a deep, deep longing to be with God forever and ever and ever. What's the verse? He will give you the desires of your heart. What's the first part? Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Guys, it is about being with God, knowing God chasing after him and wrestling with this. So wrestle it out. Tell your connect group leader, tell your friends, tell that one person that is in your life that is, has a faith like none, no one you've ever met. And it frustrates you sometimes, but tell them, I want that faith. I'm wrestling with it, but I'm going after it. Guys, God is good. God is good. All right. Well, I had a little bit more, but I think I don't know. If I had one message today, it would be base your definition of who God is, is good and loving based on who he says he is and the word and the truth of God and not what the world says he is, what your circumstance say he is. I don't know. I I, want to build my theology on truth, (laughs) right? All right. Stand to your feet. We're going to pray. I realize that as I'm saying this, maybe at home online or here in the room, you're like squirming in your seat. 
get me out of here. She does not know what I've been through. I don't know. I don't know. And if that's you this morning, I want to pray for you. I want to pray that God reveals himself to you in a powerful way, that you will encounter him, that he will, in, that he will come and speak to your minds and put your mind at peace. <laughs> Maybe bypass your mind and go straight to the heart. <laughs> so if that is you this morning, you put your hand on your heart. If you're at home, put your hand on your heart. Mel, this is hard. I am, I'm in the middle of wrestling this out. Holy Spirit, come. I've been in your place. Holy Spirit, come. Bring your peace. Bring your perfect peace that will surpass all understanding. Let it come guard our hearts. Holy Spirit, come after every single person that, this morning that needs a greater revelation of your goodness. Come, reveal. That is your job. That is your goal. That is the delight of your heart, Holy Spirit, to, to reveal God to us. Come and do that this morning. And for all of us here this morning, let's stand before God and just say, God, I want to be in a passionate pursuit of you, to know you for who you truly are. All the good things will come. And I know that. I want to run after you wholeheartedly. And when hard things happen, and I can't explain it, that I would be able to stand and say, you are a good God. I serve a good God. I am in relationship with a good God. I am the child of a good father. God, we as a church, we want to worship you in spirit and in truth. We want to worship you in spirit and in truth. And that truth means I can stand here and worship you saying that I know who you are. <laughs> I know what your word says you are, and I believe it, and therefore I will worship you. And I will run after you wholeheartedly. And God, we want to be a people that grows in maturity in this. Where, you know, we will be able to stand before God and say, God, whatever happens, bring it on. <laughs> My faith will not be shaken. In Jesus' name, amen. We hope you encounter God and we're inspired by this message today. To watch video of this message and other messages from Catch the Fire in Toronto, visit catchthefire.tv. Catch the Fire has churches, schools, events, missions and media all around the world. To find out more, visit catchthefire.com.